Blog Talk Radio. We ain't G's on the He didn't get a ride to the gym. He didn't have no car. He would run. He would run across the causeway. Muhammad Ali, one of my great heroes, had a great line in the 70s when he was asked, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting. When I feel pain, that's when I start counting because that's when it really counts. That's what makes you a champion. Jerry, I'm the greatest fighter that ever stepped foot in the ring. Money will be lost that night. This will be the biggest upset in the century of all boxing. I think you're a big bag of wind. Damnedest showman that ever lived, and you ain't kidding anybody. The odds are seven to one. It's very big odds for a heavyweight championship fight. It has to be Liston. Liston's a much bigger puncher. While well, these big mouth people talking about I talk too much, well, I want all of them to be there, and I'm going to shut up all of his mouth. My name no more. You want to keep calling me a white man's name? I'm not white. Continues to scream at Morrell. He beat the hell out of those who didn't want to use his name. Mr. Muhammad Ali has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. I'm just about broke. I'm not allowed to work here now in America. I'm going to fight not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in the concrete floors today in America. They want to be perfect to have people. They're wonderful I'm going to float like a butterfly and sing like a bee. George K. hit what his eyes can't see. All of you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him, Dick. But the man's in cover. I'm going to show you how great I am. Bluffed him. I'd done everything. Beat him up basically for about five or six rounds. I thought it was easy. Then about the sixth round, he whispered in my ear after I'd hit him in the side. Then all you got, George. Boxing Podcast, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Wanted to pay some respect today as we sit June 3rd on this Sunday, 2018. The day that a really big public figure in a lot of people's eyes, whether it be the older generation or the new generation, kind of a sad way the way Ali kind of went out. He was just, you know, he had a lot of uh, a miles on there. So, but one of the most charismatic guys ahead of his time, born January 17, 1942 in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where the legacy of the greatest started. Dealt with segregation in Louisville, Kentucky. And that's kind of why or how some of the upbringing of one Cassius Clay led him throughout his career. Stories been told about dealing with the stuff that went on in Louisville, Kentucky, as far as when young Cassius was a young man, got his bike stolen, went and told a police officer that if he finds whoever stole his bike, he's going to beat that person up. He was about that action back then. But the police officer's name was Joe and actually introduced him into boxing by getting him in the ring um, after hearing about this kid talking about beating people up. Crazy how things happen. 
but uh, you know, a hundred and five amateur career. Nice record. Gold medal beating everybody in nineteen sixty at the Olympics. Hell of an accomplishment. Nineteen sixty four going against Sonny Liston and winning the world heavyweight championship in only seven rounds. In 1964, that's when he also joined Islam. He went from Cassius Clay to Cassius, to Cassius X, and then later on to Muhammad Ali. In 1967, as we all know, Muhammad Ali refused to go to war. Wasn't his problem. Wasn't going to deal with it. But because of doing so, Ali was stopped from boxing by the commission and did not get to come back in the sport until 1973 years later. That's a hell of a layoff. Coming back and facing some of the most feared fighters at that time, some of the biggest fights at that time, especially coming back and having the fight of the century against Joe Frazier, in which he lost. The rumble in the jungle, as you just heard on the soundbite with George Foreman, and knocking him out. Then going to the Thriller in Manila, back with Joe Frazier, and getting that W. An amazing career for the man who called himself the greatest and floated like a butterfly and stung like a bee. From the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, speaking on myself, on my behalf, I thought that we would give this man some respect because two years ago on this day is the day that we lost Muhammad Ali. Before we take it to any of the subjects that we're going to go on, I want to take it to my man Willa from Houston, Texas, and let him say his piece on what he has to say about Muhammad Ali because I could – you know, read a lot of these accolades from Muhammad Ali, but it really doesn't tell the whole story of how important this man was to the culture. Uh, D. Willer Wilson, top of the afternoon to you, good sir. How you doing today, my man? Oh, man, doing good. Nice, heated Sunday out here in Houston, Texas. Um, you know, drinking a little margarita, chilling, waiting. Oh. To see, waiting to see your boy catch that second fade, <laughs> you know. Hey, you know, um, we're talking about the mm. Muhammad Ali. But I I might say, I want to say that LeBron, LeBron was playing mighty goatee. He had some goat tendencies his last game, you know. But then he went to the other goat, the opposite. Uh, J.R. Smith got him, but. As far as Ali, you know, it's not much we haven't said, not much you haven't said, not much uh, the world hasn't said about the uh, about the man. Uh, call him the greatest of all times. Uh, is he the greatest of all times to me? Uh, I, I believe he is. And that's just, you know, that's talking about just the greatness of the man, the greatness. Um, not the best. Maybe not the best boxer. Maybe not the richest. Maybe not the most famous. Probably the most famous. But just the greatest, you know, a guy that went beyond boxing, um, a guy that spoke the truth, a guy that we got to see redeem himself in, in the eyes of America, uh, a guy, you know, sort of like, uh, sort of like a Malcolm X who had, who was very, you know, tough at the beginning and very, you know, militant to sort of, you know, to grow older and cool down and, and try to be more of a, a, a a, a guy who brings people together than a separator. Uh, we got to see all that with Muhammad Ali. Um, you know, with it being a slow week, it was a good, good day. Um, it's a good idea to have this, like you said. Um, so just want to say RIP to the GOAT. Uh, you know, we'll mourn you till we join you. Yes, sir. Most definitely. I like how you were really – Really genuine and all that, and then you kind of throw in some sneak disses at LeBron catching that fade or something like that. That's that's real slick of you, sir. But um, you you sure ain't lying about 
heating up over here on a Sunday, man. It's um, it's uh, the summertime. He's getting ridiculous, so uh, I'm gonna go through it today. But luckily, you know, you can hop in those pools and all that good shit and have a good old time. Get ready for the finals later on. But as for today, as we mentioned, kind of a slow week in boxing, but just something's going on as always going on. But um. Yeah, just wanted to get that out there from Muhammad Ali, RIP, as Bill mentioned before. And um, really just wanted to get that out there. Um, we've seen people showing their respects, and it's only right us being professional as we are showing similar respect. So, um, but getting to the news of the week, as we mentioned, a little slow, but for some reason, Eddie Hearn always seems to find himself in the news. He's a big promoter doing big business right now. And Eddie Hearn, maybe he's just trying to put the pressure on Wilder, or maybe we get a deal during this week. Hey, hold on, RC. Because what's up, brother? Hello. Hey. Yeah. Hey, man. Go ahead. It, it was a slow week, but let's talk about the boxing that did happen this week, real quick, man. Before I forget about it, you know, I was. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a Saturday night. Nothing's going on. There's no sports. There's baseball. Uh, that's pretty much it. Looking around, and I remember I heard something about bare knuckle boxing being the first time ever that it's going to be legal, and they're showing it on pay per view. So, you know, being the guy that I am, I go into my <laughs> archive. You know, I go to my internet site, a site that. RC told me it wasn't working not too many days ago, but came in fresh as day, and I watched bare knuckle boxing, RC. And I must say that it was <laughs> off the chain. Now it it had um you know I it, I don't know any of these guys. They had a guy named Billy Gunn who's supposed to be like seventy one and oh. He's supposed to be like the ultimate bare knuckle boxer. He was a oh, maybe shit. like a European champ. I think he bought he fought Roy Jones and maybe Hopkins or some old white guy used to uh used to box. Um but he's uh but he's a bare knuckle boxer. So they had him, you know, he was very uh like he's the man, you know, he's like the I guess the Ali of bare knuckle boxing and he was out there, uh he had a fight, he you know, it was the guy took a dive, it was it was pretty obvious. But he was out there, um had some chicks out there fighting. And I'm telling you, man, you know, I don't know. It was off the hook, but I don't know if I could watch that too many times because it was bloody. We're, talk- I'm talk- <laughs> We're just talking about boys scrapping it. It was a little bit of, uh, you know, it's hard to explain the rules. To grab a little bit, but you can't really wrestle. But it's just bare-knuckle boxing, man. Hey, if anybody didn't see that, I think it's called bare-knuckle boxing uh, fight championship or something like that. Um, it had Beltran versus Lopez, which is uh, – Beltran is a guy that I did see. I'm trying to pick what's his – his name is uh, Joey Beltran versus uh, Tony Lopez. These were two guys that were – that fought each other in the MMA uh, at UFC uh, two times, and that they hated each other, so they went out there, two Mexicans going at it. And it's basically what you think it was going to be. It's two Mexicans going at it. Nobody wants to quit. Blood – Everywhere, boys just catching punches to the nose, blood oh, coming out, uh, broken noses. It, it was sort of crazy. Then they had the chick. It was the white chick. Who's uh, what's the white chick's name? She's a UFC. Lewis Rum? No, no, no. What's her name? Beck Rollins. There we go. Beck Rollins, who is uh, she's some UFC girl. Uh, from uh, she she uh beat some chick up. She's an alright-looking chick, uh, but she was in there throwing hands. It's sort of crazy, man. So there was boxing looking? coming on. You say that again? I said, were the women were they scary looking? Like, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure no, they're the boxing. They had to have some squats looking bitches. Now it was only two. It was only two chicks. So the one chick, it was only uh, one fight with chicks, and it was the co-main event. It was Beck Rollins, who is I think. Like by the way she looks, I think she I think she's pretty. I think she's a pretty girl, but you know she had like the mohawk and the whatchamacallit. 
so it's really hard to tell if she, how. Oh, but no. she looks like she's a pretty chick. Her name is Beck Rollins. I will look her up. I think she, you know, she's an all right chick. And then they had her going to get some, you know, regular looking Mexican chick uh, that looked like she was just ready to scrap. Uh, but the chick, you know, she whooped her. It was some good fights out there, man. Just some good one-on-one scraps. But, uh, you know, I recommend if you're blood hungry, if you want to see gore and blood, hey, this is this is what this is where it is. I had to turn it off at the end. It was a little too much for me. But it got me it got me my little fix that I needed for the weekend. So, you know, much love to that bare knuckle boxing. Guess those that's the first time ever that it was sanctioned in America and it was in Wyoming, had a little pay per view. Uh Antonio Tarver was the uh, <laughs> Antonio oh, Tarver man. was the uh, was the announcer. He's cracking up. Hey, he had it hype because he was like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, he had it hype in there. He's making noise. He's like, oh, it was one. It was like a. It was one guy who had the one punch knockout. Like they started big, two big heavyweights, and these are heavyweight guys fighting too. Also, you know, it was crazy. So it was a good fight, man. I, I uh, anybody want to check it out? I recommend it if you if you can handle people getting uh, just beat up to bloody pumps. But it was uh, it's pretty good, man. Well, I, I I imagine that those guys would have a short career, but you said uh, about the Billy Gunn guy or something. Was that the guy you said that he fought someone that took a dive because uh, that guy yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. know or something? Yeah, he had, he took a, <laughs> the guy he fought took a dive. You could tell because all the fights were going, all the fights were just like, hey, guys are getting beat up, people going to the end, and then the, then he fought, but he wasn't even the main event. He was before the main event. Uh, you know, I think they oh, okay, just, okay. I think they were, like, giving him love, you know, hey, Billy Gunn, this is the first time he's, like, the man. He needs to be a part of this. He isn't the top dog right now. You know what I'm saying? He's just an old dude. So they oh, had him yeah. fought the guy. But all these people have – most of these people have either fought in the UFC or boxing or both. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, so these weren't these weren't necessarily just bums, but they were bums. Oh, okay, okay, because I was wondering when you were talking about the female that was a former UFC fighter, I was like, that probably wouldn't be, I mean, I don't know how they would sanction that if it was an ex-UFC fighter going to get in the ring with, let's say, uh, you know, Maria, who turned into a fighter because her old man was cheating on her, and you know, and so it, it, no, no. it wouldn't seem like it'd the be level playing field type stuff. The chick she fought, yeah. I think, might have had, the chick she fought might have actually had boxing, like she might have had 17 boxing fights, or maybe 7 or 17 or something like that. But the other chick, this was her first time, Beck Rollins, and this was her first bare-knuckle fight. And I was thinking, like, how do you even – how can you even prepare for that? That doesn't even matter, you know. Bare-knuckle boxing. Imagine sparring, like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. You can't spar because, you know, you're not – you know, I guess I'm not – I don't know if that's the first time you're getting punched in the face or do you get punched in the face before – because they get knotted up, knotted up. Even there was only one black guy who sort of got out of there that wasn't knotted up. But everybody, even the guys that were winning, you know, two hits, you 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 probably getting cut. These are knuckles. I'm talking about hey, that's crazy, man. <laughs> I, that's crazy. I can I can just it's imagine tough. you right now, Willis, sitting at home watching this violent ass boxing. <laughs> oh man, I knew you had yeah, your popcorn was, ready when you were telling me about it. I was like, um. I, I was out and about at that time, and um, um, that the uh, the little internet deal that we got that we, that we watched some of these fights on, it works for me every time on my phone. But I just uh, I went on my TV's app, or, or not even an app, just the Safari, and tried it on there and wasn't able to get it to load. So on the phone is cool. I still got it, but for whatever reason it was acting up that day. But um, man, that shit just sounds wild in in, in itself. Fucking bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, I don't know if you were able to spar with dudes like that or some shit or. Or how that works. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I'd imagine you, you, you'd uh, have to take a couple punches to the face just to get ready for it. Not before a fight, but, like, leading up to a fight. I don't know, man. That sounds like some redneck-ass boxing to me. <laughs> a redneck-ass fighting for yeah, me. Yeah, it was mostly, crazy. It was mostly <laughs> white guys. It, it was mostly white guys, a uh, couple of Mexican guys. It was one black guy. No, two black guys. Uh, one of them was the champion. Another one, was, I think he uh, he knocked another guy out. But it was pretty cool. They were five two minute rounds, so they're in there throwing. It ain't a lot of it ain't a lot of boxing. I mean, there's a little boxing. You can see some people got boxing technique, um, but it's just a 
It's just really I can watch that maybe once every three to four months and I think that's what they're doing. I think they're gonna <laughs> give it to you once every four months and that makes sense because it gets like at the end I was like, All right, this might this might be a little bit too much. I had to turn it off. Oh, I didn't yeah. even watch the end of the last fight. I was like, All right. It, I, oh, I was yeah. hyped. Um, and they just and then their sounds... company so it was ten fights. So I might have saw ten fights Damn. within well, no, I might have saw eight fights within that hour, hour and a half. Like, they're just pumping them oh, out. Man. Bam, going next one. Hey, yeah. <laughs> bam, bam. Dang. They're going at it. And Tarver <laughs> kept the hype, man. Tarver did an excellent job, man, because he, he didn't know the rules. He asked, like, we need to look up these rules. They're holding what? What are, what are the rules out here? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AT back at it. So, yo, shout out to those guys that, um, Bare Knuckle Fight Championship, Bare Knuckle Boxing Fighting Championship. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that's, 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 so, that's, that's much. <laughs> that's much. It sounds like the professional version of the uh, YouTube sensation that happened back in the day with the uh, felony fights. That was like some of the most, I mean, you, you kind of get stuck for a little bit watching it, like I was talking about it, because it's funny. They had like a ranking system and they had a champion and they had, you know, a uh, referee and outdoor type shit. It was just like real ratchet, but um end up watching some of them just because. But, I mean, when it's a week, that's slow. And I think they got really gun fought on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really gun fought. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he's the guy that's been doing it. So, like, he started crying. Like, you know, I fought on streets and mansions and backyards and everything, man. But to finally be, you know, you know, he was oh, hyped. Wow. He, they, you know, they're very proud. A lot of these people put, it seemed like they put a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, pride into that. And I guess Kimbo Slice, RIP, he could have been a, oh, yeah. you know, he was uh, 10, 15 years too early. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Talk about the the sensation Kimbo Slice was from some backyard shit like that. I mean, the, the big mystique around a guy like that for kind of, and uh, actually reaching a pinnacle where he was at, even though things didn't really go out the way he planned on it. But still, for a lot of these guys, like you said, hey, that might have been the, uh, that might have been their WrestleMania moment for those guys in the bare knuckle fighting game. I'm not sure how deep it is, but <laughs> um, that seems like a tough way to get your get your bread right. But um, I, I, I'd imagine that these guys in a lot of these fights that they're in, it's, even if Billy Joe's in 71 or whatever it was, who knows if this guy was taking a dive or not. But you got to imagine how much time these guys are taking off each other's lives with fighting with some bare knuckle type shit. That's just. That's crazy. That's, well, they said that's, it was. Uh, that's, they said it was. It was uh, safer. They said it was the safest. The safest what? I don't know how. Oh, just. Huh. That's probably one of those dumb. Yeah, I, I, I see why they probably think that. They're like, look, these fighters are taking like two hundred punches to the head each fight. We only get like boom, boom. We knock down three punches. We're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I can yeah. see mathematically yeah. how some dudes would come up with that, <laughs> but. Like, yeah, um, yeah, I, just, I, yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah, Floyd, Floyd not, couldn't handle. If you got soft hands, you couldn't do this. Like, uh, you know, this was some real shit. I ain't gonna lie. And it seems like everybody that was <laughs> out there, it was their first fight. A lot of those people, it was their first fight, except for like uh, the smaller guys, like the the heavyweight guys. No, 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 no. I take that back. Some people, it was the girls' first fight, and I think it was the two uh, Mexican guys from the uh, MMA. It was their first fight, and they hated each other. And they went in, they went in hard. They went hard at it. So, but yeah, man, that's all. I just wanted to make sure we talked about that, man, because it did give me my boxing fix for the weekend. Uh, something a little yep. crazy, uh, out, out, out of the ordinary. Yeah, true, man, true that. Especially, uh, um, for how spoiled we were from fights that we had last year compared to this year with uh, some of these fights like how we were talking uh, um, or how I was getting to the whole mandate of Eddie Hearn and, and uh, AJ and Wilder and then plus the Canelo Golovkin situation and, and all that stuff that happened. So yeah, um, kind of a, a year of 2018 where waiting for things to jump off is we've had some pretty good fights so far but um, some of these fights that are kind of up in limbo right now, as we're getting to with the with the mandate given by Eddie Hearn, um, 
basically giving Wilder until I'm not so sure what he considers the end of the week being this week coming up, um, if that's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, because I know that they go about their shit different over there. But uh, whatever it is, I don't know if it's a, a power move by Eddie Hearn or if it's a move by Eddie Hearn saying, you know what, no, fuck this. These negotiations have been going on long enough. I think it's about uh, maybe two months into it with this whole A.J. Wilder talk. So um, I don't know if he's really, really trying to uh, say, you know what, if I don't hear from Wilder on Saturday or Sunday, fuck it, we're moving on and we'll go, uh, we'll go see Pavekin for maybe fifteen million, something like that. Um, but as a, a businessman, and I know Eddie Hearn is a businessman, he's definitely about his business. Um, would kind of be looked at as a fool to take whatever the Russians are willing to give over, which I'm guessing $15 million for AJ to fight for Vekin. And incentives, of course, it'll be a little bit more, but you're going to leave $50 million on the table to fight Wilder and plus all the others that you're going to get involved with that. Um, it just doesn't seem like it would be a business move for me. I think either we're going to get the fight this week or Wilder probably just I think he won't. I don't think Eddie Hearn basically will say, "All right, if I don't hear from him, then we're moving on right away." I think he'll. He's just kind of making this a power move and uh, being a little bit not not diva ish, but trying to show, trying to push his weight around a little bit. I'm not too sure why to take him serious, and uh, we'll see how that whole thing works out. Uh, I mean, obviously this one's been up in limbo. Like, oh, it's been such a great possibility that it's going to happen. Then next thing you know, it's just on some. Uh, it's just on some rocky roads right now, but I think that this this news right here could be something that's pretty great for us, or it could be something that just prolongs what we're already probably tired of right now, talking about Wilder and AJ. And it's only been two month negotiation. It's crazy how we came from dealing with Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao for five years, Canelo Golovkin for three years, and it's only two months into the talk about AJ Wilder. You know, people are already getting turned off about it. But Eddie Hearn seemingly wants to make his, his uh, presence felt as the A-side promoter in this fight, given the one-week mandate. Um, I think it's legit. I think it's legit for the reason being that AJ is a big name. It's not like, you know, back in the day when Amir Khan gave Floyd Mayweather a mandate. <laughs> and this is like uh, Floyd is prime, like, Okay, who the fuck are you to give me a mandate, Amir Khan? But that's just Amir Khan. We all know that guy. So um, I take it more of a serious uh, deal from Eddie Hearn also being him just pushing that A-side narrative around a little bit because I just don't think that he leaves the money off the table that it can be made with this fight right now. Um, This is a heavyweight division. I mean, we've seen Wilder in a lot of trouble with Luis Ortiz, and that one – uh, in that seventh round, and we could have just been that close to not having this fight. So it's not like these guys can just, you know, uh, say, all right, if we don't get this fight, I'm looking at it from Eddie Hearn's standpoint. He's not going to say, all right, if I don't hear from him, we're going to cut off negotiations and go about our business, and we'll see him down the road. Maybe then the fight makes more money. Probably true. The fight would make more money if it's held off a little bit and then uh, happening later on down the road. The only difference with that is, is when Floyd Mayweather was doing it, he's dealing with welterweight. I'm talking about the heavyweight division, man. Anything can happen and can change the course of this whole direction for this fight leading up to where you can't leave it up down the road and you got to make it happen right now. Even AJ was, you know, a minute or two away from getting stopped by Vladimir Klitschko's old ass last year. So it could change just like that. And those, I mean, you know, we all know Vladimir can punch, but he was not looking like any word of a threat compared to where he was coming off a bad fight with Brian Jennings um, over at the Garden, and then his ter- just terrible fight against Tyson Fury, in which he's just not throwing any punches, and Vladimir looks like a pussy. So that fight going into, we knew Vladimir could hurt AJ, the best puncher he's seen, but Vladimir ain't really no killer like that. So it, was a, it wasn't looked at so much so as um, a, a risky fight. It, as far as the danger standpoint for AJ. But just like that, things could happen, man. So that's why they need to get this deal done. Well, uh, um, if you're Deontay Wilder and I'm Eddie Hearn and say you got 
to the end of the week to take my deal. I think it's where they've given him 15 or what was it? I can't exactly remember, man. I, I want to say uh, $13 million, somewhere around there, uh, maybe 15 But that's just uh, – I don't know if they're going to leave it at that, but that's offer is going to give you to come fight in the U.K. and you got to the end of the week to respond. What are you going to do? Um, looks like I'll looks like they won't be fighting this year. If that's if that's what they're doing, if I was Deontay Wilder, am I taking thirteen million? Nah, probably not. Um, that's a shame, man. That's the fight that we looks like a big fight that we might not be getting. We'll see if anything changes, but I'm not mad at anybody in regards to this. Um. It seems like Joshua and his crew are ducking, but there's a lot of money. There's money, there's a lot of money to be made. So, you know, I if I keep it objective and I keep it 100 with, with myself, you know, this is a business at the end of, at the end of the day. So, if I'm wild there, I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm probably not taking thirteen, fifteen million to go over there, um, and maybe maybe lose, maybe get buzzed, and they stop the fight. You know, um, <clears throat> that's a big gamble to take. But if he does it, that's a G move. If it was me, I probably wouldn't do it. You know, there's other there's other monies to be had, um, and y'all eventually have to see each other. So. We'll see. I don't like the way this sounds. We might not be getting the fight. Looking uh, less and less like a chance that we get it. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I just—it's just hard for me to believe they're going to leave all that money on the table to go down the road facing a guy like Povetkin, where you know Povetkin might be a little midget, but he could punch a little bit. Uh, he's shown he can punch a little bit. And with AJ, he hasn't necessarily been in there with the biggest punches. Before Vladimir stunned him, you know, he got hurt by, um, or I wouldn't say hurt big time on him on his, on his on his face, but he was definitely buzzed against Dillian White when that was the biggest puncher he had faced up until that point, uh, shortly after beating Charles Martin and getting his championship, yeah, that boy. they called a paper title. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So it's not necessarily an easy fight for AJ. Um, he could, you know, just smother him like Klitschko did because it seems like that's what Joshua does now after his recent fight that we just seen with Joseph Parker. Uh, didn't look too great. So, uh, and, and Parker had no real power to him, no real pop from him, um, just a faster fighter in that fight. So just stylistically he'll change a little bit from going from that to what Alexander Povetkin does is, you know, he, th- he boxes a little bit, but, Pavekin can definitely he can land some buzz and shots. Um, so who knows how that goes, man? We'll see how this whole thing works out. I'm hoping that they end up saying, you know, um, breaking news during the middle of this week that we actually get it. But um, a lot of the deal with that is going to be um, bittersweet because we know that it will be over in the UK where fights are tended. They have a tendency to be stopped a little early if there's any indication that the guy is hurt. So. Um, definitely things to take into consideration when it comes to going overseas um, for Deontay Wilder. We all know he was willing to go to Russia before Alexander Povetkin got popped. And um, I don't think traveling would be a problem for Wilder. He, he's willing to do it before. And um, I think if any reason, if there's any, any uh, of more of a reason to get, it, to get it done now as far as traveling, you got the biggest fight in the game right now because Golovkin and Canelo taking off. And pretty much that right there will be the fight of the year, uh, barring some sort of miracle or or of a, a, a just an anatomy of a different fight that happens later on in the year. Who knows? Maybe Connor and Floyd make it happen again or something like that. Don't know. But as for now, Wilder got to take. I wouldn't say he has to take this offer because yeah, that's a that's weak. Hard for me to say if I'd take that money that they offered too because. It's just a slap in the face for a fight that's going to make so much money, and still talking about you know Joshua getting possibly fifty million in that fight. So um, Eddie Earn knows that he's just trying to get the most out of 
everything he's got in this fight, trying to get all the uh, juice from the lemon squeeze, so to speak. So, um, man, I just hope we get this shit. I really do. Uh, that's got to be the fight that happens this year. But um, moving on to another fight that was scheduled and not and is not going to happen was Billy Joe Saunders and Martin Murray. Sure, it's happened before, right? So Martin Murray's got to be pissed off. <laughs> um, but people speculate that this might not be a valid injury from Billy Joe Saunders, and he's just pulling back because he might have a bag fight with either Canelo or Golovkin in September or building up a fight towards then. September would def- would be the date for Canelo Alvarez. Uh, not so sure if they would need that much time uh, for Billy Joe Saunders and Golovkin. You know, uh, Billy Joe's been on record plenty of times calling Gennady Golovkin Borat and wanting a fight with him. He doesn't seem afraid of him whatsoever. And he's been very outspoken, as he is much of his career, about Canelo Alvarez when the whole clambuteral uh, allegation scandal, whatever you want to call it, came to light. So, um, Billy Joe Saunders, that's why I like him. He's a He's a colorful character, and he's a really good boxer. He's a smart boxing brain on him. But, um, And I wouldn't be mad if he's making this decision to say, yeah, fuck this Martin Murray guy. I hurt my pinky, can't fight, moving it back. Or, you know, you figure something else out if you don't want to wait for me because I got a big fight in the bag down the road. So um, Golovkin, you know, seemed like it would be the most reasonable I don't think I see Canelo Alvarez getting in there with Billy Joe Saunders at this point, especially his first fight. Uh, it'll be a first fight in a, a calendar year for Canelo, going against a fighter that's going to make him think a little bit. I, I just don't see him doing that. Uh, or I could be completely wrong, Willa, and he could really just be hurt and just push the date back a little bit to continue fighting Martin Murray somewhere down the road. It hasn't been determined at this point in time. But I mean, that that's the main things uh, main things that could be right now for Billy Joe Saunders. It's either he's really hurt, back this fight up a little bit with Martin Murray, or he might have the fight that will make him a lot of money, more money than he's ever seen in his career with Gennady Golovkin or Canelo Alvarez down the road. Well, which one are you leaning towards more? I mean, with keeping the. Uh the thing that this is a business at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I could see, you know, I'm not 100% sure that would be, it would sort of be a whole move that if you wasn't hurt, but it'd be a smart move. With this thing not, with this thing sort of fizzling out with Canelo and Triple G, um, there's money to be made right then. And uh, there's money to be right, made right now. So, I could see him pulling back, seeing, you know, putting in negotiations, seeing what they can do. And if it, it doesn't happen, which it can't, right? I mean, if we don't see if we don't see uh, Canelo, if you don't think Canelo will fight him, you know, even though I think Canelo beats him up, if you don't think Canelo will fight him, Triple G, he's going to have to fight Charlo. So, you know. I guess he's a – we'll see what it is. I mean, maybe he is hurt. I don't know. Billy, you know, I, I'm not really a, a Billy Joe Saunders fan. I respect his skills, but, you know, he could be pulling a, pulling a move here. But it wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at it just to see. I'm hurt. Let me pull out a little bit just to see what's up. If it can happen, if I get the big money, then I'll, take, I'll get the big money. If not, then I'll, uh, I'll beat up Martin Murray, you know. Who really cares about that fight? Yeah, um, I think the reason he probably would want to put a stamp on Martin Murray is because Martin Murray went what ten rounds with uh, Gennady Golovkin some years back. So maybe he want to make some easier work out of Martin Murray than Golovkin or something to give him some more stuff to gloat about. Because we know that Billy Joe Saunders does like to gloat a little bit, just a little bit, but. Um, you know, maybe that's one reason why he would make that. Why he cares about this fight with Martin Murray, other than that, um, I'm not 100% sure if that's his mandatory for the title, which Billy Joe Saunders holds. That could be the deal too. Um, so he might just be doing what Gennady Golovkin was doing, just uh, 
fighting that who's next to keep his belts, right? So, um, but but if that's the case um, of him not being hurt and pulling back and seeing what's good, I think that's why you got that uh, nickname for him, whatever you call him, Billy Water Hose or something like that. Um, I forget what it is you call him, but I know you're not a big fan of, of Billy Joe Saunders. A lot of people aren't. He he rubs people the wrong way, but I like a guy like that. Um, personally, don't care for the fight with Martin Murray. I'd love to see him get in the ring with Gennady Golovkin, though, for unification, because that's what it's all about, right? Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully something goes down soon, because got a lot of stuff up in limbo right now, just up in the air, man. Um, uh, let's uh, switch it up, though. Show news that happened this week, uh, which was a little eyebrow raising for me, given the fact that he was in a really good fight as of recent. Of course, I'm talking about Vasil Lomachenko, who just had that great fight on ESPN with Jorge Linares, uh, suffering his first knockdown, overcoming adversity, and getting the uh, victory by body shot stoppage. Um, to think about what Golovkin, or excuse me, <laughs> Lomachenko. Think about what Lomachenko had to endure with the report saying that he had a torn labrum in his right shoulder in the second round of that fight. Um, pretty pretty ballsy by the little guy. Pretty good by the little guy. Having to deal with injuries early in a fight like that, it's, it's, uh, it's got to be really detrimental to uh, the uh, uh, self-questioning during fights and all that stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure dudes know when they're hurt. Um, notables as uh, ugly as the torn bicep was of Canel, uh, of uh, Miguel Cotto. Um, people just dealing with certain things early in a fight. And you couldn't tell that Lomachenko was hurting the fight because he wasn't moving it around a lot. He wasn't looking at it. Maybe it was a poker face to him. Maybe it was just adrenaline that didn't kick in so much. So uh, if it would have been something else, like a torn bicep or things like that, um, but nonetheless, the surgery went well for Vasil Lomachenko, and um, he said he will fight at the later portion of this year. So, um, man, well, your guy, Vasil Lomachenko, is a real tough guy to be able to hang in there with the Nardis with a torn labrum in his right shoulder in the second round of that fight. Um, I've never had any major shoulder injuries or minor shoulder injuries like that. Uh, so um, I don't know if you have, Willa, but you can uh, touch on the fact that did you see anything that indicated that Lomachenko was hurt in that fight or, you know, maybe just adrenaline taking over and uh, making him, giving him a lot of praise, though, from the boxing world with uh, when we found out that he had this surgery this week. Man, you know, I don't I doubt it. To me, I didn't see. He didn't have no torn labrum in the second round of the fight. We didn't see him acknowledge it because he wasn't hurt. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. People have messed up shoulders. Time to get surgery. He might have he tweaked it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a torn labrum can be a lot of things. It can be serious. It can be not not so bad. You can, uh, I think you can have a messed up shoulder and, and just chill for a little bit, and it'll it'll be it'll be all right. Or you can, you know, you or you have to go get it surgically surgically repaired. Since he's fighting, since he's talking about fighting in within the year, I'm thinking that he just went up there and got something cleaned up. It might have been a little baby tear. Nothing too serious. I don't. I'm not giving him any kind of credit for the for, for that. <laughs> That's funny. You and know, I yeah, definitely think like, that hey. line. Yeah, I he's like, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see what I got to find out the doctor's name who did the surgery. I want to look up his credibility. I want to look up, you know, I want to see this guy's tax return. I want to see all that. Because they could have been like, hey, you know, let's go get this little thing cleaned up. Oh, you know, it would be a good idea. We'll say that you had a torn label. We'll take some pictures, put it on the gram. And, uh, you know, Nomachenko, he's so tough. 
guys got a lot of propaganda written around them. So I see where you're coming from with that, Willa. And hey, I'm not blind to the fact either. I'm just stating the fact. I'm just stating of what people are saying and all the adulation he's getting from the boxing community, um, all over social media, because he's a good guy in the sport and everyone loves Lomachenko, the so-called hypothetical um, number one pound for pound fighter in the game. Yeah, that little guy. But I see you. I see you. I'm on the uh, similar on the same boat, and uh, wouldn't be surprised because, as I mentioned, there's a lot of uh, big push behind Lomachenko, and that would be a really good uh, PR move. I know I would think of that if uh, you know I just had a little something to clean up. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Let me get a let me get a big old sleeve, man. Put my my, my stuff up, and we're gonna make it seem like man. How do you get through with that? How do you, how how was he able to deal with that after dealing with the injury in the second round of the fight? So. Yeah, that's that's uh that's funny. Something to think about. Um, but uh, other than that, as we mentioned, slow week in boxing. We got a big preview show coming up on Wednesday for the big weekend of boxing that we're gonna have, um, involving uh, Abner Mars, Leo Santa Cruz, Bud Crawford, and Jeff Horn. Um, so just wanted to touch up on some of the things that was happening today. Give a uh, Pay some respect to Muhammad Ali as today being the day two years ago, which we lost the greatest of all time. Um, and yeah, I mean, just a great summer Sunday. Have to just figure out what to do with the rest of the day, but I know I'm waiting for one thing to come on today, and that's the finals to see LeBron James get his get back and see if in the last two days. He made J.R. Smith do enough suicides in practice to where he would actually pay attention to what's going on in the game. Um, you know, well, uh, slow week in boxing, as we mentioned, I just wanted to touch up on some of these stuff with you, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to Wednesday. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be the main show of this one, of this week that we didn't really have from, you know, last week, putting some news out and basically just reiterating some uh, updated content for all that stuff that's happened. And um, pretty much uh, about it, Willa, what you uh, got going for the rest of the day, my brother? Oh, man, uh, just going to be chilling. But before we go, we got a caller. Uh, I wasn't even checking on the call since we didn't put it out, but it's uh, 765. Okay, all right. Podcast, what's popping? 765. There we go. Don't worry about it. Maybe uh, they just uh, wanted to call in here live. Um, it's all good. But, well, we did some boxing talk, pretty much wrapping it up. But let's get your inside perspective on the game two of the NBA Finals with the light skin versus dark skin. How you see it going down? Oh, man. LeBron had his chance. LeBron's probably going to average 45, uh, but they're not going to see it. But, I mean, Clay Thompson might be out, though. I think I heard Clay Thompson is out, so they might have a chance. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the game is. I, my prediction, Clay Thompson's out. Uh, Durant's been stinking it up. I see Durant probably going for 40. LeBron going for about another 45, 50, but still losing. So, uh, yeah, I got the Warriors. I hate to Don't say be it. surprised if we see 60 tonight. <laughs> for real, though. Hey, if LeBron I, goes to 60 I'm, with no, with no West McCauley, he, he, he wins. If LeBron scores 60, they're winning the game. <laughs> Anything um, else? I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, um, I'm not really too worried about it at all. You know, if you look at it, man, bottom line, it was a good game. But it, it came down to a uh, missed free throw at the end by George Hill, a J.R. Smith moment, and questionable officiating in the final two minutes and in overtime for the Warriors just to get that W. So, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, it wasn't like the Cavs went life or death as far as effort-wise in that game. So it's like, oh, there's no way they could match that intensity. Because Braun did have 51, and it was a casual 51. They took their time on the shot clock. They didn't really put up no – uh, early shots to get the Warriors running, 
And that's just what you got to do with these guys, man. Settle them down. Don't run with them and try and outscore them. And Bron's got a high IQ. So he he went for 51, 8, and 8. And it was just casual. It's not like he exploded at any moment in the game other than the first quarter. I think he put up about 15 in the first or something like that. And he was just uh, – he didn't miss any shots. So he was focusing at first. But after that, it was just casual work being put in. So – it's not like they went the, the life or death moment guys seem to make their shots, Jeff Green, Kyle Corver and them and you know, same could be said for both ways. Oh, if Durant starts to get cooking and starts making his threes, well yeah, threes could go drop the other way for other guys too. So um we'll see what's up. Uh, uh Kevin Durant. This doesn't look all that fun for him like it was a year ago when he came in with the biggest chip on his shoulder. And you know, that Warriors team looked unbeatable. But this Warriors team just doesn't have that same mystique to me as they did last year. So, you, you you know, if you look at it, you're still going against Nick Young and JaVale McGee, and you got LeBron James on your team. So, you always got a chance when you got LeBron going against those guys. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I got the Cavs coming out on top today. But other than that, man, I wanted to just wrap it up and get on out of here, get ready to hit up this pool party, go barbecue, chill, and all that, because it's 105 degrees in the San Joaquin Valley today, and that's 105 reasons for me not to be home and to be chilling in the water. Can't be doing it like that over here. So, um, Willa, any final thoughts you got to say before we get up out of here, bro? Oh, no, man, that's it. Uh, Hey, have a good weekend. Everybody try to stay safe, stay hydrated out there about to be hot. I know you're about to take about one or two shots, man, so make sure you make sure you stay hydrated, man. <laughs> yeah, something like that for sure. But all right everybody, outside of boxing podcast on this glorious Sunday. Hope you guys have a good one as well. Um stay safe out there. Have a good start to your week. Tomorrow stay hydrated. Be cool as we have Willa coming with the show on Wednesday to give a big preview for everything that's going on in this week's sport of boxing because we will have an action-packed weekend coming up. From Houston, Texas, San Joaquin Valley in the Central District of California, Outside is Boxing Podcast, and we out of here, folks. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.